Welcome back to Second Hand Strike, a Legend of the Five Rings actual play podcast. This week we're beginning the road on the way to Unicorn Land. A bit of haunting is involved, a bit of teaching, a bit of bartering. Hope you enjoy! Last time on Second Hand Strife. So Makoto and Kaizo were having a fight. Um, Makoto went to speak with Dakara's wife. We had a scene at with the unicorn daimyo, Minoru. Not daimyo, the unicorn delegate, Minoru, who is Ojong's father. And uncle was there, Kaizo's uncle was there, and gave Kaizo a new assignment to be a delegate to Unicorn Lands. Kaizo received a Naginata of very impressive make, which made it especially light and easy to wield. Then Misuki and Momotaro were congratulated on their efforts, as well as Kaizo. Then, let's see, Makoto met Sho's child and promptly left the child to play with toys while she went to get ice cream. And Momotaro found the child playing with his uh, dolls. And then there were cute scenes of Makoto and Momotaro and everyone, like, sitting around eating ice cream and playing with Bobby's toys. I mean, Momotaro's toys. It was mochi. Not ice cream. Okay. And I don't appreciate the insinuation that I just abandoned a child to go get myself some ice cream. (laughs) I left her... I'm sorry. I left her in a safe place (laughs) while I got something to comfort her. Well, I got a treat to comfort her because... And to comfort yourself. Baby. <laughs> oh, and that's true. And Masuki confronted Makoto. Yes. And yes. I said, mind your own business, take care of... Well, I didn't quite say that. And then it kind of ended up a fine, fine. I said, I don't know why he's upset. He's being a whiny baby. You go talk to him. I tried already. Again, Whitney forgot that she is playing Makoto, not herself. <laughs> there is no difference. Except Makoto can't be an emotional eater. He would not have his fine physique. So (laughs) the mochi was exclusively for the child, clearly. Anyway, just wanted to clear that up. Okay. Important plot relevant points, you know? Yes, very much so. Um, If you want to stay slim and keep your... No. So, dear listener, if you want to keep your... uh, Oh, man, what's the name of the advantage? Dangerous alert advantage. Yeah. Don't eat mochi. That's that's the lesson of today. Um, By the time we get to where we're going, Makoto is going to have a dad bod. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not really. Some people like that. I still have a job to do. Anyway, um, the last scene we had was Masuki kept Kai- took Kaizo. Uh, shopping for a horse. A horse, a horse, of course, of course. Of course, of course. The horse, the horse. And the horse that was selected was afraid of Kaizo because 
Masuki eventually came to find out of the ghost that has been haunting Kaiser the whole time. You just didn't know it. And he didn't know it either, which was very shocking. I think he knows it. Kaiser That's actually know an it. important question. He doesn't? Oh. No, he okay. can't see her. Okay. 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 So. So, yeah. Okay. So, with that, let's start with... Uh, we were planning on the next morning riding out to begin leaving for um, Unicorn Lands. Anybody have anything to do before we go? Kaizo will want to spend uh, his normal morning practicing kata and working through it, but he is very excited to try out the new Nagidata he's been gifted. And we'll be spending however much time he has before. I mean, he gets up an hour or two before they have to get going anyway. And we'll spend that time practicing with the new weapon and seeing how it fits into the stances he already has been taught and how he can adapt them to use the weapon better. Okay. Um, I think. Sorry, I'm trying to decide a couple things. So. I think, Kaizo, in your morning training, roll me a yeah. martial arts melee fire check for Analyze. Okie doke. Is there a TN? Um, hmm. I will make it... I will make it one with bonus information for bonus successes. Okay, doke. I only got one success, but I got two opportunity. Okay, uh, I made the TM one. Okay, so I succeed and I'll spend... Right? Did I? I don't know. Yeah, you made the TN one. So I'll I'll spend the one success towards that, and I have two opportunity if that works into any narrative ideas you have. If not, I'll browse the sheet. So how about I give you what your success gives you, and then if that uh, influences how you choose to spend your opportunity, that's great. So with your your success, um, you are practicing outside, working through your kata, and there is a figure that you notice that is kind of around the same area as you. He seems to be, um, you'd think he's taking a particular interest toward you. And you notice that his... His fighting style is definitely something like the katas that he's practicing are something that you would definitely recognize as something of a protector, but you don't know like what school or where it would be from. 
So one use of fire opportunity and it's scaling so you could spend multiple is to perform the task in a flashy way, drawing attention to yourself. Extra opportunity attracts even more. Can I just spend two opportunity to make it like really cool looking? I mean, yeah. Like a girl practicing. Then I will do that. Okay. Um, so I think that with like that, I think that you notice him like kind of jump up and like react to some of your movements and you can basically use that to confirm like he was definitely paying attention to you. I will finish the kata and then provide a like a a, a bro head nod bow to the guy and say that um good morning lady sun smiles upon both of us today. I could not help but noticing the technique you're performing was admirable in its execution. Where did you learn your style? He kind of startles at you acknowledging him. And he says, Oh, a samurai-sama, I am... I am a man who follows the path of waves. I learn my... What I have learned, I've learned from experience in too many places to know any particular one. And I think with that, he will... You notice that like, as soon as he is aware that you have noticed him, he kind of like tries to keep like his hood that he's been wearing a bit of, like more blocking his face so that you can't get a great view of him. And at that, he will, after saying that, he will put away his practice weapons and do a slight bow to you and say, well, have a good day, Sama. Kaiza will, will be very perplexed and then say, of course, if you have somewhere to be, I would not keep you from it. But seeing someone of your talent, I would be honored if you would join me to work through a couple more forms. Your technique is, as I said before, exquisite, and it is a delight to practice alongside someone with talent such as your own. I... I do not mean to alarm you, Daidoji-sama. However, my task here is complete, and it is time for me to move on to another one. I appreciate your time, and I will definitely look forward to the possibility of a day that, we, that I can take you up on your offer. In the time that he stayed to talk to me, can I take like a water sentiment check to get a read on this guy? Because he's clearly an experienced combatant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's the TN? His vigilance, I guess? Yes. Which is what? Um, let's go with two. I got four successes, three strife, and an opportunity. Okay. Um, 
So uh, is this sentiment check to find out if he means harm to you or like what his mission in this scene is or what's what's the goal here? Um, Kaizo just wants to know if like there there's too many Kakita that wander the world uh, practicing their their melee skills. And like there's a bunch of like really renowned fighters that are Ronin. And so Kaizo's like curious if he's accidentally in like the presence of someone super good that's trying to keep it on the down low. You do not feel that way. You feel like he is, you feel like he is at a level that he was genuinely impressed enough by your skill to know that he is as far as like military and combat experience, he is your equal or lower at the least. And, um, yeah. Okay. So if he's heading off with that knowledge, Kaizo will give himself a little nod and then resume his kata. Okay. And uh, oh, with your opportunity, I will I will add in the fact that you are more than aware that he does not mean you any harm at all. Okay. That works for me. Cool. Bum, all right. Bomb. Moving on. So, um, the rest of you start to wake up, you have breakfast in the morning, and talk about plans to uh, go, so I think that with the information that you were given, um, and looking at the map of Rokugan... The thing that would seem to make the most sense to me would be to travel at least most of the length that you are going by boat. And so you're basically going to be traveling the river or at least alongside the river. No, wait. River flows the opposite direction, doesn't it? It probably does. Yeah, it definitely does. It could still be efficient to go upriver. Yeah. So you will be traveling upriver. Um, basically, you're going to make a straight shot from Odesanuchi to City of the Rich Frog. And from City of the Rich Frog to wherever you need to go. Yeah, that makes sense. I think Masuki's gonna find Momotaro and be like, hey, are you, are you sure that Artie's gonna be okay with the water travel? Because I, I mean, have you done this before? Uh, so, when Masuki does this, uh, Momotaro has his head over the side of the boat. <laughs> and he just go, 99 bottles of sake on the wall, and he just looks over, and he's just green. And, oh, no. uh... And he just goes back over the side of, you know, side of the uh, boat. Take one down, pass it around! <laughs> oh. Uh, Masuki's gonna kinda look around and see if she can find someone who looks like a, uh, an experienced sailing person? Like, clearly, is someone manning this boat? Are we manning yes. it? Okay. I mean, yeah, it wasn't established that we were on a boat yet, but I guess we're there. No, it's just like a raft. It's just, it's not even like a big vessel. It's just ferry kind of thing. Is there, like, a peasant who's rowing the boat? Yeah. I don't want to row the boat. Okay. Someone also, knows what they're doing. We don't have to like yeah. roll sailing or anything. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know if we were. Also, I assume that. Um, I mean, would you be if you're taking a boat? You're taking a pretty nice boat because it also has to go upriver. 
So not that that's that bad, but like. And take courses. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a boat so, boat. So it's, it's real boat. Okay. It is boat of boat. So, boat. so Masuki will find one of the sailors and be like, so should I uh, fix him with magic or do you just kind of get better at this whole sailing thing over time and just give like a very like, like, oh, you poor thing look over at Momotaro. And this, this like rather gruff looking man will look at Momotaro and say like, oh, <laughs> uh big strong man can't hold his sea legs. Eh, he'll be fine. You want to treat him? Go ahead, but it's just going to keep happening. Oh no. Uh <laughs> Well, thanks for the thanks for being reassuring, uh sir. Uh no problem, Sebrai Savan. He like bows a little bit, but obviously not enough to be Truly respectful, but you don't really care, so... No, that's true. You picked a good person to not be deferential towards. Hopefully it doesn't lull him into a false sense of security. You think you like him a little bit better for his insult. I would like to establish that Makoto did not sleep, like, at all last night. Like, Due to the kid? Yeah, like, any sound, and he, like, jolted awake and, like, panicked. And one of the times he woke up and looked over, Hoshiko wasn't there, because I guess she went to get water or use a bathroom <laughs> break or something. So then he, like, the, the adrenaline is running real high. So um, I am exhausted, and I look it, and I got up early to do some shopping, because I don't know what a child needs. So packed way too much. Uh, and then when we got on the boat, Hoshiko disappeared, and I still can't find her. And, or I did find her, but she uh, monkey climbed up to the, you know, top of the, whatchamacallit. I don't even know if they have those in Japan boats, but the lookout. Really. Um, I don't know. She climbed up high this on something one does. because she's a child. This one does. There you go. There we go. She climbed up. She climbed up to like a lookout station, and there's like a sailor, like standing there with like her on his shoulder, and he's like just laughing, like at the top of his lungs, and she just looks like she's having a ball. Yeah, yeah. I was panicking, and then my training kicked in. That was like they never look up, you know, because they tell scorpions, <laughs> you know, always look up. And then finally, I looked up, and there she was. And so I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to probably try and take a nap as soon as I can. Calm down. Okay. And you do seem to notice, like, the girl, like... Um, she seems Hoshiko, comfortable here. Yes. Hoshiko, which puts me a little bit at ease. Yeah. you. I think that, like, in the short time that you've known her, you realize that, like... You, start, you come to understand that, like... Sho was a leader of the people around him because of his personality and because he got along so naturally with people. And Hoshiko definitely seemed to have picked that up. It doesn't work very well with samurai, especially since she is not comfortable around them, but it definitely works on these sailors. Yeah. And once I'm like assured that she's going to be fine and not, you know, fall into the water or die and that she can't really escape this boat and it'll be okay. I'll, like, relax a little bit. We come upon a small village in Phoenix Land, surrounded by a town that is a typical stopping point on 
uh, the path down the river um, here. I imagine that uh, I would imagine that to Momotaro and Misuki, this place is somewhat familiar, given that since this is such a popular stop in Phoenix Lands on the path down the river, and you took the path the path down the river to some extent to Crane Lands when you first arrived here, you've probably been here before. Uh, obviously, you don't know enough a while to make your way around, but you're like coming through and being like, "Oh yeah, I remember we stopped here," and like that kind of thing. Mm. Um, so the main feature of this stopping point is a shrine to let's say um it's a shrine to the kami um specifically the water kami since uh it is like typically travelers will stop in and ask for the kami's blessings to keep the waters calm and suitable for their travels Mm -hmm. um I think that uh, upon the per the sailor's request, you guys will be staying here for the night, and it is up to you guys to um, gather belongings and see what little you can of the city. I think that uh, if once you like are stopped in the docks of this small town, uh, you notice that there is another. Um, ship that bears the mark of the city of the rich frog that looks like it's coming from the opposite direction so you would know that uh, it does appear that there are other samurai here in town um what do you do uh i think masuki will take this opportunity to uh incorporate some more gaijin fashion sense and kind of like wear a scarf around her head Mm -hmm. Well, not like full mask style, but covering hair and, you know, a little bit in front of the face. Uh, And you try to tidy up her little cabin area on the ship. It's kind of impressive how far all the papers have gotten, even though they've only been traveling (laughs) a few days. Um, She's definitely looking forward to the opportunity to see if this shrine might have some information about communing with the spirits, given recent developments. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we can we can skip st- straight to that kind of scene if you want. Also, the last time she went through the city, it was browsing all the little stalls and seeing all the quaint little houses, but with Momotaro, so it, like all of those emotions, like trying to recreate them with Kaizo would probably just feel wrong anyway. <laughs> like this is where Momotaro and I oh right. Um Aww. over here, Momotaro. Aww. Mm. Aww. <laughs> it's okay, Kaizo won't be flirting with random gachapon vendors, so that memory won't come up. <laughs> okay. So um uh Misuki, you walk into the shrine and I think the when you arrive there will be a you will notice that the place is kept completely spotless um 
and I think that you actually hear uh, strokes of a broom against the floor. I think it's just one of those things where you, when you just come into a really nice space, you just like step in and you just breathe deeply and you just kind of take in the moment, right? Where everything's as it should be, which her, her spaces are never like this. So it's very aspirational. And then she'll uh, look around to see where this horrible sweeping sound is that's just ruining the moment. <laughs> and I think you find a woman um or actually hmm, let's make it a man uh i think you find a man where like sweeping the floors and he is um whispering what sounds like prayers but you can't quite make out exactly that um and he is as he's going like very thoroughly checking every like ward every parchment everything making sure that everything is spotless and he is just going through the shrine doing these things when um when you walk in he turns and a grin crosses his face and you notice that he is wearing uh robes designating him as a uh, Phoenix Samurai. And he says, Greetings, Ayuchi-san. It is rare to see some of your kind this far south, but we always welcome your presence. So Masuki is now, she's a little self-conscious about the amount of dust and dirt that she has brought into the space. Uh, just with the slight observing how meticulous this individual is. So she'll give a a, a slight bow and say, uh, Greetings, um, Samurai-sama. It's uh, not often that I'm here either. Very uh, unusual that it would happen, but sometimes Shugenja need to visit other shrines, and this looks like a really a really great shrine to visit. Okay, we'll just go with, my name is Kaito Yuki. Kaito Yuki, it is an honor to meet you. Uh, So you don't get to come here often? Are you from somewhere else? I maintain several of the shrines in the area along the river. My... Particular interest is in making sure that the travelers who come in and go and try to appease the commies with pleads to for safe travels are at least coming upon cleanly and well kept places of worship. That's uh, an admirable goal. I know that's after a long day of travel. Uh, you're often not cleanly or well-kept or very conscious of your surroundings. But a place like this inspires awe. I think. (laughs) Well, that is very good to hear, and I'm glad you appreciate my work. However, 
Is something in particular leading you to this shrine today? Oh, well, the uh, sailors that we're with, of course, wanted me to offer some, uh, you know, pleas to the water kami on their behalf. Um, hopefully, you would like to learn a bit about the name of the river, but that's an ongoing journey, so not necessarily something I'm expecting to solve here. There's also this little matter about them worried about, like, the boat being haunted, but I doubt you have anything that would help solve that. Haunted boat? I, you know, I really think they're just being superstitious. I didn't really sense anything in the boat itself, but I told them I would check just to make sure. I'm not very experienced with communing with the spirits, but they say they hear things sometimes. Just thought it would be safer to check it out. Well, I certainly do hope that I can be of any sort of assistance. I would definitely be more than happy to do so. Um, what what has caused your sailors to become concerned? Uh, it, um, they they heard uh, hmm, they heard voices and uh, uh, a feeling of general unease, which uh, was not related to the weather. Hmm. And yes, um, I, uh, the, the animals they spooked they spooked the animals. The animals were unsettled. Oh. Deeply, deeply unsettled. Mm. I don't know if this is a consolation or of assistance to you, Misuki-san. However, it does not sound like your boat is haunted. Rather, perhaps your sailors. Oh, my. <laughs> Sorry. Well, well, yes, indeed, it's definitely... Something not to be uh, take, taken lightly. Um, you would definitely want to have someone see a Shugenja as far as making sure that they can uh, identify what sort of spirit it is and ensure that there is no malicious intent. There, there usually is some of oh. some sort. Should probably take care of that. Oh, so, um, well, I am the only Shugenja really traveling with them at this moment, but uh, do, do well, you have any, course, any tools it's... here that I could uh, leverage in this pursuit? Um, well, I, I, could, I could give you some protective wards and see if uh, you could use this to see if any of your sailors are particularly repulsed by them. And, uh, well, I... Quite frankly, my suggestion would be that if uh, any of them are that, uh, or any of them have a strong reaction to this, I would, I would consider having that particular sailor leave your employ immediately. Oh, like cast them overboard into the rocky water? I mean, I, I would not, I would definitely not suggest you cause them something that would have them injured or you know, worse, but I, definitely leave them of their duties for long enough to take care of that. Oh, so, um, so this, if it's happening, would be very serious and would interfere with their duty. But, well, well, yes, 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 of course. Oh, yes. Oh, no, be, it could. It could, it could definitely cause someone to 
Tell, tell me, have any of your, do any of your sailors note particular signs of being more stressed out than usual? Like, like maybe they, they give themselves like strife or any sort of, um, any sort of like ailment, you know? Well, more than lately. Uh, uh, he, there is this child running around, which um, uh, complicates the perception I have of their mental states. But um, yeah, I can imagine that these sailors are have been stressed as long as I've known them. Oh, and it's been quite some time since they've probably felt the relief of not having this weight on their shoulders. That's truly unfortunate. I'm beginning to think this is more unfortunate than I even thought it was. I think your assessment may be correct, Masuki-san. Um, well... Uh, so... (sighs) Kaito-sama, I know that you yourself are not particularly able to help, but is there a place where help might be found if one of these poor souls uh, is in fact under this influence? Well, any sort of any sort of city in Phoenix Lands would have numerous Shigenja potentially, where you could have someone who is able to commune with the spirits uh, investigate this for you. But, uh, like I said, if it's merely one sailor, I'm, I'm not sure that that would be worth your time, Samurai Sam. Mm, yes, peasants. Uh, uh, well, just gonna offer these, um, please to the kami, and then be back. I think we were getting dinner at that cute little place down by the river. Okay. Well, then, uh, I hope you have a good day, and if, uh, you ever do need something from one of my shrines, uh, I would be more than happy to treat you as a friend and welcome you here. Oh, well, these are great shrines indeed. Thank you, Yuki-sama. And he bows and resumes his work. I think that you actually notice that, like, now that he knows that you're here, he, like, actually stops sweeping and works on other tasks that would not disturb your peace as much. Nice. Um, so I will appeal to the Kami for safe travels um, and just do kind of a superstitious glance to see if I can see anything that looks like a uh, How to Commune with the Spirits 101. <laughs> hiding um i think that um i think that a lot of the writings you find are not so much in line of a shugenja to like commune with the spirits themselves but more so they are guides written by yuki to the uh to anyone else in the village who helps him upkeep this shrine. And they are about um, keeping the spirit that resides within the 
try and happy and uh, basically not so much communicating with it so much as like appeasing the commie so that mm. they so that the commie like takes a liking to them and assists them. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I'll jot down some notes if I have any guesses as to the name of this commie based on these lovely detailed notes, but then I guess I will make my leave of the shrine. Okay. All right, so then we go to hmm. I guess uh sorry, I was on mute. Um yeah. I was just gonna walk around town with okay. uh Hoshiko, so I am fine joining up with um I mean at this point she's kinda of taking a like to Momotaro, so yeah. Bobby wants to like that. hang out around town, I'm down. Uh, did you find her because she was hiding behind my hiding from you behind my cloak on the boat? <laughs> <laughs> and Not hiding with from us. me. Um, when I got to the boat and called out for Hoshiko, she came running because she knows better. Oh, okay. I see. Um. Yes. She knows it's all fun to play, but when it's time to behave, you know, we, we've been we've been doing some samurai lessons uh, very slowly for the last day. But yes, but yeah, I'm down to uh, go around town with just Hoshiko, Hoshiko Momotaro, Hoshiko Momotaro and Kaizo, whatever y'all want. Uh, as you walk into town, you'll notice um a lot of the shops in the area are kind of more like practical in nature there's a lot of um there's a lot of stands to buy things to offer to the kami on your travels there are um there are like general foodstuff supplies general like things you need to run a boat supplies um lots of very nice craftsman, and I think that um, I think that you will even notice that uh, as you walk in, Hoshiko um, will immediately like be attracted to like the markets and start to um, like ask uh, like they'll she'll actually start to talk to some of the merchants in the area about like their wares and like she'll compliment them on their crafts and like stuff like this kind of like you can imagine this exact scene is something that she would do somewhat commonly in the like stalls surrounding Axu Tufaxu back in the Imperial City. Um yeah, I realize she's probably done this with her father many times and like choke up a bit. Uh and then nope, push it down and uh go up with her and, you know, start kind of watching and, um, you know, interjecting every now and then, like, from a samurai perspective. And if there's anything in particular she's interested in purchasing um, or, you know, a particular merchant that she seems to really like, I will patron them um, and buy various trinkets. Okay. But mostly let her kind of do her thing because she seems happy right now. And I just want her to be happy. 
Yeah. I think that she will come I'll up even, to... I'll even ask her questions, like questions about, like, I will ask her questions about some of the, mm. the product and kind of feel out, you know, her knowledge base um, in commerce and stuff to see what, what she's particularly interested in. Yeah, and it's very good. I actually think, so there's a couple of uh, scene ideas that I want to do in this. So, like, I think that she walks up to like a man selling um I'm trying to think i think he's like offering like replacement sales and like stuff like this to um well sailing wouldn't really be a thing on the river um i'm trying to think of like what kind of supplies people would need like an oar sounds too basic a rope everyone needs a rope <laughs> yeah i think that he's i think that he's selling like some kind of basic boating supplies like he's selling like sure some oars that are like well crafted and um like rope and kind of basic things you know like uh i think that hoshiko will come up and like kind of examine like the make and like the make of the wood and some of the things like and i think that she actually like um she will point to uh one of the oars that the man made and say, and simply say, that looks pretty well made. And like the merchant goes, yeah, I think, uh, I, I think I did pretty well. And she goes, shame you're never going to sell it at that price. And she like starts to walk <laughs> away. <laughs> what um, do you do? <laughs> the man looks like a little offended. Like he's like really questioning. <laughs> Um, I'll, uh, uh, Hoshiko, um, what would you say the uh, fair price for this ore would be? Oh, well, you know, he's, he's got it at about like a good, like 15% markup of probably where it should be. And I'll look to him and kind of give him like a, <laughs> well, what do you have to say to that, sir? And, and he would go... And he would go, my, my, my father has sold these ores before me and his father before him. And this has always been a more reasonable price. And, and Hoshiko will simply like stare at him, like, will simply stare at him and be like, I think that she actually says like, that price in this economy? Nah. Um, I am amused. I'm not really sure what to do here. Makoto <laughs> doesn't actually have much, uh, much ranks in commerce because <laughs> we don't really care about price. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of think it through and I'll say, well, if we think about it, Oshiko, this isn't a big city. This isn't a big city, right? It's a little town on the river. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the only people coming through here looking to buy oars are going to be people who are sailing and clearly in need of them. And if there's not a lot of competition, and I'll look around the, the market stalls to see if there's other like oar salesmen, and it, it looks like this guy might have the monopoly in town, I'll say he might be able to demand a higher price markup because there's simply no other alternative. And I'll look back and say, are you, in fact, the only ore salesman in this town? And he'll say, 
Yeah, I, I, I always have been. And where, how far away would I have to go to find a town selling more ores? I, I don't know. I've never really gone that far. And how long would it take for me to carve one of my own if I was trying to sail somewhere and had lost mine? And I think at this point, Hoshiko will turn up to you and say, probably takes him a good half a day. For you, uh, probably a full day, but in all honesty, you'd probably get the same quality. (laughs) And Hoshiko, if if we had lost our ore and were in need of one, would you rather pay the 15% markup or spend half a day crafting a new one? Depends on how big a rush you're in. Okay, well. I'm just saying, if you sell it at a more reasonable price, you're more than likely to get people to actually come back to you when they have the luxury and the choice to go wherever they want. Right now, it kind of feels like you're just, you know, preying on the week, you know? But does he get a lot of repeat traffic, or are they mostly one-time visitors coming through this space? That is something to consider. Well, I bet he doesn't at that price. Does Makoto know that's something to consider? <laughs> I don't know if Makoto knows or not. I don't know. Um, and I think, and I think he goes. Hmm. I think the merchant will go. I do not know that I should say this, but I will consider repricing due to the wisdom of this young child. <laughs> Um, great. I I will look around. Um, does he have other wares other than ores, or is he just ore salesman? So he seems like he is. Uh, he is a woodworker by trade. He okay. he will have anything like most of his stuff is more practical. But mm-hmm. um, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> People are making puns in the chat. <laughs> Why aren't we saying this? This is crime against our podcast. We need to be here. And we need to have all of our oh characters there. So we can I don't know how that. to pronounce that. Ma'or. Does he have Ma'or wares? Ma'or wares. Um, well, I was just thinking of... Uh, I was just looking... I was thinking of, like... They had, like, compasses in ancient Japan, right? I mean, in uh, Rokugan. Like, compasses are old. Yeah, they're a they're a gaijin thing, I think, in the card game. Oh, okay. So they exist, but they're not like they're they're something you would know about, but not everyone has one. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I will not buy her a compass and say something sappy about being able to find home. Then, um, I, I, I mean, and sorry. I will say at at that price, I will buy one. And <laughs> an ore. Um, Yes. <laughs> if, if this man will concede that Hoshiko is correct about the pricing, I will buy one. If he does not, then I will not. It's and not so say, much for the practicality as much as a victory trophy. <laughs> and he will say, okay, but give me a moment. And he will take one of the oars and he starts to whittle into it. And um, you notice um, when you are done, when he is done, he will uh, – it, it only takes him like a good like 
couple minutes and then he will hand it to you and um he will say such a uh such a negotiator reminds me of my time in crab lands with the merchants who bear the sign of the carp and he will uh hand the ore to you and there is a little carp like engraved into the ore head oh um and i'll turn and, and give it to hoshiko and say it's way too big for her <laughs> i'll say we will have to teach you how to fight properly with a blade but until then you're welcome to carry this around and <laughs> um use it wisely <laughs> and she like slings it over her shoulder because it's like twice I, the size of her. I figure she's like carrying it, <laughs> carrying it like a walking staff or something like ridiculous. Or you know, she can hand it to Momotaro, you know. And then, okay, I mean, I legitimately think this thing is like one point five her times her size. Okay, so <laughs> I can carry it for her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, Hoshiko. I have to say, I uh, appreciate your quick wit and um, knowledge of trade. And it's a very important skill among all the samurai, but Scorpion particularly, to be able to negotiate. I will say, though, typically samurai, and you'll learn this, this is not criticism, but samurai do not negotiate on prices as debating over such what is considered trifles to us is is beneath the rank of a samurai. Mm. Think about how you can leverage your negotiation skills socially and not just commercially, and you will go very far among your clan. And she will think for a moment and say, but if you all don't negotiate on prices, do you just buy things at whatever these bozos will sell them to you for? You will learn that the power a samurai has to make demands often means we can set our own price and not have to negotiate it. If I asked this man, if I told this man to give me the ore for samurai business, I could walk away with it without pay. It might be considered dishonorable, but he would have to do it or risk death. Well, but you asking, you demanding him to give it to you for less than he deserves is almost as bad as him asking for more than he does. I agree. Which is why I wanted to pay a fair price. But typically, haggling is beneath samurai. Hmm. Just a lesson. I think there is value in knowing the right price for things. But actually 
discussing the price itself is considered rude. I'm sure you can find a way to reconcile the two and learn to negotiate uh, discreetly. Hmm. And we'll, uh, okay. I'd like to think we said that all right in front of like the peasant. And I was like, if I asked this man to give it to me, I could. No, but we'll, uh, <laughs> and, he's <laughs> like, and he's like pulling the money that you gave him in and out of his pocket. Like, oh, 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 oh. And I'll, uh, thank him for the demonstration and we will move along. Kaizo is in some casual wear, Daisho at his side, hair flowing down his back, uh, enjoying not really having to do anything right now, and is just browsing the city uh, kind of aimlessly. Okay. So I think that um, Kaizo, a couple things. So first off, I think that since... This hasn't been established yet. You will be in charge once again of finding lodgings for the night for the party, um, which mostly consists consists of finding a place that has room for you and demanding they give it to you, and then maybe paying them. Um, I, mean, I can also do it if he doesn't want to. As that's up to you, courtier. I don't mind either way. That's up to Kaizo. I'm pretty sure I have as much courtesy and culture as you, so we should be good. Rude. I doubt it. Hmm. Well, isn't it command or courtesy for this, mostly? I've got two in both of those. Ooh. I've got three in one and one in the other, so... Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, um, I don't mind. I just don't want to, like, yeah. keep putting that on Kaizo if, if that's more of a courtier thing. I don't care. I don't really know that it is. I don't think it really matters. I figure we just send a peasant to find it, but that works too. Okay. Well, I mean, we can do that as well. It's up to y'all. Kaizo's not doing anything important, so you can put anything you want in his scenes and it'll work. Great. Cool. A hand comes out from the shadows and hands you a shopping list. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You find a bird. <laughs> that can teleport through the void. Uh, Pretty cool anyway. bird. <laughs> so um I think you are uh at an inn that the uh that you had sent a peasant to to secure lodgings for the night and you will find um two other samurai there and they are kind of settling in for the night. You can tell one of them's getting a little Lay, laying on the sake a little bit, maybe too hard. The other one's not. Um, uh, and so they are just kind of like sitting there talking about um, the events of the of their travels. What do you do? Oh, I should establish. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. Um, I was going to say the scene uh, for the scene. It's kind of important for you to know. I think that um, one of them is wearing a um, 
One of them is wearing a mon that I'm not sure if you would recognize that has the symbol of a dragonfly on it. And the other is a looks like a phoenix. I mean, I can roll culture to see if Kaizo knows, but I have two ranks in culture. Um, go ahead and roll uh, culture TN2 to see if you've uh, interacted with them before. And also we will uh, just kind of say uh, if you get extra successes, you will know more about the Tonbo. Do you think culture or government is more applicable here? Um... Government, if you want to know more about them functionally, culturally, if, uh, culture, if you want to know more about them culturally. Well, to recognize the Herald, this is heraldry, which is probably government. Yeah, government. Three successes, one strife, and an opportunity. Okay. Um, I think that you know the general location in the Empire that the Dragonfly are. You have interacted with one of them before. You definitely recognize their mind. And I think that you would actually know enough to greet this man as Tonbo. Okay, I can't see anything super interesting proposed for Earth opportunity here. So I will go up and offer about, is it reasonable for Kaizo to assume these are some of the people that were on the other ship docked at the town? Very much so. Okay. And it's a Tonbo and a Phoenix? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which family of the Phoenix? Um, Asako. Okay. I will bow to both of them. Asako-san, Tanbo-san, it is a delight to see men of different lands here today. I see that your vessel is anchored... Anchored? Docked. Yeah. Near the one that I am traveling on, and... Perhaps there is some meaning to our paths crossing this day, and Kaizo will sit down and order a drink of something. Whatever they're having. And I think the Tanbo will be the one who looks like he's leaning in a little bit too much onto the the sauce. Um, But the... Sauce. The Asako will say, Yes, are you, uh... Are you traveling up the river or down? We are traveling up the river. I believe that our destination is the City of the Rich Frog and then the Unicorn Lands beyond. Ah, we are just coming from the City of the Rich Frog. Have you been there before? Only once, uh, briefly, and it was not one opportunity that provided much exploration or knowledge of the locale that I am sure is charming. It is rather charming. The palace is... Quite beautiful if you get a chance to visit Miyasama's uh, locations. It's one of my favorite places to visit in certainly that region, perhaps most of Rokugan. I will have to make sure that I visit if I am afforded the time within the city. Thank you for the advice. Have you spent a great amount of time in the city of the Rich Frog? And the Asako will say, I have not. And the Tombo will will kind of retort, Ah, yes, it is. Well, it was where I was born and raised. And um, I think the Tombo will continue now. Yeah, I I was going to say, kind of like a water check or something to see how well the conversation goes and then call it a day. 
Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, two successes, two opportunity, and a strife. Which which of the two seems to be more friendly towards Kaizo? Uh, the Phoenix, uh, okay. definitely. Um, can I partially spend because two... he has more of his faculties together? I, I wondered if that would be a factor. Um, can I spend two opportunity water opportunities to make him my friend? <laughs> of course. Okay. What's his name? Man, I didn't have that yet. <laughs> Oh uh, well, when when uh, it, give me a name at some point, and I'll mark it down on Kaizo's friend list. How Kaizo long is that has list? A list. Uh, it has one person on it currently, <laughs> of NPCs that are in the campaign. Well, two if you count Nami. Yeah, let us and, then, and and the other guy were mine. There are then there's like a handful of others that aren't in the campaign. Here how about them. how about uh, Asako Taichi? Asako Taichi is now a casual friend of Kaizo's. Okay. And I think that he will, um, I think that he will, like, speak to you enough and, like, give you enough information that you can treat it as if he is assisting you the next time that you are rolling to uh, have knowledge about uh, the city of the Rich Frog. Okay. Awesome. Sounds a whole lot like Lord Bayushi's whispers over there. Uh, sorry. Get good. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Mind sorry. your business. That's it. Okay. All right. Uh, Kaizo spends uh, a, a an amount of time, whatever is narratively appropriate, with these people, making friends, and then strolls towards wherever the dinner place was.
Um, so I just assume we've been like walking around the market for a bit. Um, so after we've kind of walked the whole thing once, like as a loop, I will say this happens a little bit earlier on, so we're not super late for dinner, but, um, I want to turn to Hoshiko and say, well, we've walked the market once. What have you learned? Tell me about the town. What's going on here? Oh, I need to think for a second. I mean, it's okay if she doesn't know the whole point. Yeah, I'm aware. Okay. Um, she says, this place seems to have gear suited for common sailors and laborers, and they do not seem to be particularly geared toward selling to those kinds of people, though their wares indicate that that is what they are, that that would be their main clientele. Okay. That is what you observed from watching. What did you hear? Oh. Uh, and she starts to look around and is like, You told me I don't haggle with strangers. Or at all. Listening to me is important. Do you know what the samurai's most valuable possession or skill is? The most valuable resource we have. A sword. No. I mean... (laughs) It's not Koku. My father always said it was his reputation. Reputation is close. It's information. With the right information, you can go anywhere. And if you don't have information, you will get ruined by the people with information. Hmm. So, I know you aren't quite comfortable interacting with samurai yet. That is something you will learn, and it will take time. We are very comfortable interacting with peasants and non-samurai, which is good. You don't have to talk all the time. You can often learn more just by listening as you walk around. Most of my job, well, there's two parts of my job. One is the talking, but a lot of it is just sitting and listening to other people's information. So this time, as we're walking around the market, figure out how much you can learn about the town just from listening to people's conversations. There are three important things happening to this town right now. I want to see if you can get all of them as we're walking around. Think you can do that? She says, Okay. But if we're going to play this game, you have to play it too. And she starts to walk away. Okay. Okay. Yes, I am playing this game. Um, And I'll I'll tell her after we start walking. And I was like, oh, I forgot the other part. You can't just walk around and listen. It is too obvious. You have to make conversation while you're doing it. And then I'll just like make small talk with her. And force her to talk to me while I can like see her trying to like listen desperately to all the conversations happening. 
Okay. And I'll, I'll of course, kind of like get quieter when there's important stuff happening to kind of maybe be a little more obvious so she picks up on it. But um, that's mm-hmm. what we'll do for the rest of the time, like, until dinner. Okay. Um, hmm. I want you to roll... I want you to roll something. I want you to roll... Um, <sighs> what is this? <laughs> I think I want you to roll... I'm trying to think. Um, hmm. No matter which uh, ring this is in, I think I have a technique that gives me information about the thing. Okay. So pick your poison. I, I want you to roll Skullduggery in air. Or... Yeah, air. Okay. What's my TN? Um. Or what am I trying to do? Three. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've got three, but I'm looking. I won't be able to take any opportunity. That's fine. I'll just take the three three successes. Success. Okay. Um, so I think that you um, hmm I think that you notice uh, Hoshiko is taking like multiple approaches to your thing, and one of them you is kind of something you need to address. So, as you're making small talk, you'll notice that um, I think she tries to hide it from you, like she tries to slip away from you. Um, but she's actually like stealing like papers from several of the merchants like one of them uh you actually notice that like the like guy the woodworking guy that you were selling from like you notice that she took like a piece of paper off of his table or something and she seems to notice something and the next time that she uh talks to you she'll say she'll turn to you and say um I think that man's having some financial trouble and he and she will like kind of keep going as she like secretly puts the paper back. Um, I would like to steal it back from where she put it without her noticing. Okay. So I want to collect her paper trail as she's trying to dispose of her paper trail. Mm hmm. Well, no, I think she's putting most of it back, right? So that her evidence isn't there. Yeah, but I want to show her that I have her evidence. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't care about their logs. Okay. Um, So this happens two or three times. And I think um, you... 
so as you get, keep going, like it's different papers, like every time, like it's not always like sales logs. Some of it's like, um, like personal notes. Uh, like one time she even like, I think steals something like a little bit more, like she'll actually like steal a coin and like show a magic trick to like, like some kind of like little small trick to, uh, vendor and like hand the coin back and say like don't worry you keep it and then she'll walk off um so after we do that for a bit and i'll like play along with her like oh yeah oh you're picking up such interesting information and then um after a couple of them i will hand her the papers that she thought she put back and say you are clever and good at gathering information but this was a test of your listening not your reading skills and hand them to her oh no i didn't ignore you Um, (laughs) and she will and she will say and i think that so she will like actually tell you at least one of the three things that you were thinking about like on the head one of them she feels like she's kind of you listen to her and she feels like she's kind of close to it. And the third one, she just says, I don't know. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll nod approvingly. Um, I like you. We're going to get along. Uh, and then she says, now, did you see what I was doing? Other Wait, other than collecting the information? Yes. And she asks, she, like, points to the documents. And she points to the documents. I will look at them. Okay. So one of them is the woodworker's, like, sales log. Mm -hmm. You uh, notice one of them is a, um, like, reminder to him that like he has some kind of project that he's supposed to work on and um she will like note it that and then you find a note written in um written in like like not what looks like it's supposed to be like nicer calligraphy um but obviously done by a real real amateur <laughs> and you read it and like reminder discounter prices by 15% for increased profit <laughs> no it's um it's a love poem and she better not have written that. No, 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 no. You, you remember that it was stolen from one of the from one of the vendors, and she says, "What do you think of that?" Uh, what does love poem say? Um, I think that it speaks of a um. I think that it speaks of a like um woman it, it's seems like it's written by 
a woman to a like man and it somehow like uh it's like trying to like encourage him to be bold for something like trying to like spur him on um i mean i can give my thoughts on the poem but i don't think that's what she's looking for is this what the school degree was for or should i roll something else to see if i can figure out you can roll something trying to get me to guess you can roll something else uh what did we decide the notice roll was um so oh i'm totally gonna teach her cadence (laughs) um so i think that hmm so i think that she points to that and then she points to one of the like uh sale logs that you um is it the same handwriting it is not i don't know what you're trying to get me to figure out but okay i know i'm aware i'm okay. trying to piece together how like i can get you to puzzle this together um so um here let's just do this uh i i think that i think that i will do this i want you to roll a sentiment check with air Mm -hmm. in tn concealed okay does my subtle observer help me yes okay Definitely. Um. Woo. Thank you, subtle observer. All right, and I get to keep three, one, two. Okay, so four successes and an opportunity and some strife. Lots of strife. This kid's stressing me out, guys. <laughs> Okay. So here's what you piece together. Um I think that on recalling you notice that the you can like remember that um the love note and the specific like price log that she was pointing to mm-hmm. come from the same stall. The man who was working that stall um is a around age like 18 19 and b is like you notice the man that she went up and like threw a coin to mhm um sh- that man is eyeing the first young man is eyeing that man like a lot and looks really nervous and the second man is older So I'm assuming the love note was from one to the other and is no. secret. No. Come on. Okay. Um the financial one log one man is in love with the other guy's daughter. The financial log has a very large purchase on it quite recently. For what? Um 
I'm sorry, Evan. Um, it's it's just one of the ores, just like really, really expensive. <laughs> Is it a dowry? A very intricate yeah. ore. So you notice that it does. It, it says, um, it says uh, wedding gift on it. Aww. And uh, the and Hoshiko will look up at you and say. Seems like the guy needs uh, his future father-in-law to cheer up a little bit, make him a little less nervous. Tried to do so. Me try to do so? No, she's saying she tried to do oh, so. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll, uh... I'm just, like, not sure what to do with this girl, which is... <laughs> I'll, uh... I'll nod and, and say... Each of the senses can give us information, and it seems we both are good at gathering intel, but in different ways. And the more you can practice different ones, the better. Let's try it at dinner, and we'll, like, head back that way. Okay. Um, sorry if that scene was a little too obtuse. I kind of liked it, though. No, no, it's fine. No, okay. I like the idea of, like, Makoto being, like, thrown off. You know, yeah, a little bit. I just didn't know what you were trying to get at. Yeah, I was trying to piece it together too, but like I figured it was like a little obtuse. But I, I wanted her to seem intelligent. So. Oh yeah, no, I have no doubt. You know, as Cho's daughter, that she has a set of skills. I just, I'm trying to show her what are like the samurai appropriate yeah. skills and what are not. Yeah. And, and I this think is that, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. And as we go back, like head toward dinner, you know, we'll like put the papers back discreetly at yeah. the stalls <laughs> and um and I'll kind of like point out when, you know, there's an interesting conversation going on. Mm-hmm. Um and then Are we'll... you gonna do anything for the man? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Peasant problems. <laughs> I think Hoshiko will like as she passes by the young man she'll like um she'll no i got it she's got to do this okay so hoshiko as she passes by the young man will like as she's like walking behind you turn around and give the finger guns to the dude and say you got it dude (laughs) turn around and walk away what are these finger guns of which you speak True. What are guns? <laughs> well, it's very finger rude. swords. <laughs> but I doji would like you not to worry about it. <laughs> um, not that it matters, but it's extremely rude to point to somebody in Japan. Uh, oh. Like I even tried to do a game where it used finger guns. Like you do rock paper scissors, and if you win, you shoot mm-hmm. them like a quick draw, and they're like. No, Robert, we, we can't have them point at each other. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. But you could bring in a toy gun to school. But you couldn't point a finger at somebody, which is... So okay. she will... She, she can do like a little nod. She like will, instead, she will like, nod to him and say, you got it, dude. And walk away. Who is this dude? <laughs> <laughs> no, you could totally have her do finger guns. I'm just saying for like real life purposes, because this isn't... His yeah. Or anything. Yeah, but yeah, no. For your fun Japanese fact of the day, brought to you by Robin <laughs> or Bobby. Um, and I'll even start teaching her a little bit of cadence, not secret scorpion cadence, because I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But 
Um, but you know, like some some general cadences that like are cross clan. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and you can also do it like several like it's described in fiction that several people have like specific cadences to like a pair of people like Kachiko yeah, no, and, and I, I figured we would I, we would start making up our own. Yeah. Um, and things for, you know, like if I'm trying to get her to listen to a particular conversation, like, you know, directional ones that kind of tell her where to like listen or, you know, like I'm sure there's keywords and for like, you know, drama versus conflict versus love, you know, like a love triangle versus just yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah. She gets really into that. Please yeah. do not teach your underage pupil about love triangles. I'm sure as show's daughter, she knows more than her fair share of like the love triangles that happen between all of the peasants and samurai. She also knows a lot about drugs. So, you know, <laughs> we'll save that. There's for your us. lesson kids. <laughs> Special episode. Uh, Hoshiko teaches Makoto about that. Um, Hoshiko teaches everyone about the pricing of drugs. <laughs> We don't ask about the price. We just do them. Come on, Hoshiko. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, we don't do them. That's because we never tap into our own product. <laughs> Smart girl. It's okay. We're not selling it, so it's someone else's product. Get other people other people to buy it. No. I, I can imagine at some point I want to, like, I mention the Scorpion Gardens. And she, like, gets really interested in, like, oh, wait, tell me about them. And, like, I don't even know all of the, like, what what everything that's grown there is. But I, like, describe it. She's like, oh, yeah, that's probably, like, the blah, blah, blah plant. And I'm just like, cool, <laughs> cool, fun. We'll take you to go poison shopping soon. Um, but, yeah, so we'll just kind of do a little bit of that on the way back to dinner. And, like, oh, hey, cool, we can bond over secret codes. That's something I'm comfortable with. Great. Yeah. These unicorns are going to be so confused unless many scorpion shows up. <laughs> um, well, if I, if she does a good job learning and I do a good job teaching, they won't be able to tell that she's a mini scorpion by the time she gets there. Um, but anyway, so we go to dinner. We hope you enjoyed listening to Secondhand Strike. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you found us. We're also on most social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Secondhand Stripe or the hashtag the number 2HS. You can also hang out with us on Discord. The link is in the description of most of our social media pages. Thanks for listening. And especially in this time, be mindful of others. Don't unmask in public.